Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season four of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, September the 3rd, the year of our Lord, 2023. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we bow our heads and humble ourselves before your throne of mercy and of grace. As we begin our Bible study, we ask you to join us in the study of your word. Anoint my lips of clay so that your word goes forth in spirit and in truth. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross so that you only are seen and heard in this Bible study. Anoint us with strength and self-care today and always bless us with patience and wisdom encourage us to choose your way and to behave well lord lift us up for your blessings today will you bind the powers of the spirit of darkness so that not one evil deed is met against this ministry or these your people bless each person within the sound of my voice and be glorified in jesus name i ask all of these things and give you thanks for answered prayer counted as done by faith and in accordance with your word amen ladies generally speaking to provoke someone means to purposefully cause a dispute or to evoke feelings of anger or annoyance in another person that might result in feelings ranging from impatience to rage another definition of provoke is to excite to action or feelings to stir up call forth stimulate or to influence when you consider these two contrasting definitions ask yourself if you are intentionally provoking anyone if the answer is yes what is the purpose behind your provocation is it to frustrate others or to incite them to good as believers our intent in provoking others should always be to inspire others to love and to good works. And there are several ways in which we can do this. Join me in a leap of faith of trusting God and his word to transform our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our spirit as we take an exciting journey of self-care because self-care equals self-love. And to that end, today's episode is titled, How to Best Provoke Others. Ladies, the word provoke is used many times throughout the scriptures. And in the scriptures, it can have several definitions and convey different things depending upon the context and how the word is being used. For example, in the Old Testament, the word provoke literally means to call forth, hence to excite or stir up, whether in a good or a bad sense. The word provoke appears frequently in the Old Testament as to make angry. For example, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 25 says, When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. Another example is found in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 18, which says, And I fell down before the Lord 
as at the first, 40 days and 40 nights. I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye sinned, and doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. In the New Testament, the word provoke appears as to make jealous. In Romans chapter 10, verse 19, which says, But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. We also see the word provoke translated in the New Testament text as to make angry. For example, Colossians chapter 3, verse 21 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Another example of how the word provoke is used in the New Testament is to incite good or to stir to action, which is our focus today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 24 says, Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So as you see, the words or the word provoke can have several meanings, especially in the Bible and convey different things depending upon the context in which they are used. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, where the Bible says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. It does not mean that we do that by bullying, nagging, or intimidating people. Putting people down or treating people as if they are insignificant and have no value is not an effective way to inspire people to do great things or perform important works. I believe that the best way to encourage and motivate people to do good is by example. Action speaks louder than words any days of the week because action emphasizes that what you do is important and shows your true intentions and feelings more than what you say. In any relationship, whether parents um, relating to their children or neighbor to neighbor or on the job interactions between management and staff or relationships among coworkers, the best way to stimulate and move people is by our example. Let's look at uh, an example of this that is provided in the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus Christ said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do me and light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and they give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The phrase, let your light shine, is a reference to our example. When we are around others, the way we provoke them to love and good works is by being filled with and demonstrating love and good work ourselves. In this way, we show how it is done and others can then follow our example. The book of Proverbs found in the third section of the Hebrew Bible called the Ketivim. I hope I spelled, pronounced that right. It's spelled K-E-T-U-V-I-M. And in the Old Christian, uh, the Christian Old Testament contains many principles that can be 
utilized to provoke or to stir or inspire others to the right kind of action by example. For example, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good work maketh it glad. This scripture encourages us to engage with people who are perhaps feeling down and discouraged in a way that lifts them up and gives them hope. You know, when I was in uh, seminary school working on my master's degree, I was required to take several Christian practice courses. One such course was called Practices of Missions. And in this class, on a weekly basis for 12 weeks, I and my fellow um, students, had co-students, had to engage in what was called Ministry of Presence with a stranger, someone we did not know and who we had never met before. Now, understand that the Ministry of Presence exercise it's not about, do you know Jesus as your personal savior, which has its place, but rather it is about the actions that we do in the world. It is about recognizing people's woundedness and what they are going through and not just speaking words to them, but taking action as we walk alongside others in their lives, especially in those painful moments that all of us will live through at one time or another. The ministry of presence is grounded in our practice of the presence of God because for the believer to be able to engage well with others, we need to be really grounded in our own relationship with God. Conversely, any grounded relationship in God also requires then an outward focus. So it cannot just be this, here I am just basking in the presence of God. No, it has to translate externally just as God himself is externally oriented in the world. So we need to be, by our actions, an example of Christ in the world. And you know, by the way, that the church has functioned in the past and really continues to function today uh, by saying, this is the church and we try to bring people into the church. But the ministry of presence is quite different. It says, here is the church and it asks the question, how do we go out into the world and meet people where they are? We're not trying to pull people to where we are, but we go to where someone is to meet them where they are and not have any prearranged agenda of where we want to take them or where we want them to be, but to just walk alongside them in their journey and teach them about Christ and the church by our example. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says, a good word maketh it glad. A good word is not bullying, nagging, or intimidating people, which will only cause anger, resentment, discouragement, and disputes. But a good word with a warm smile lifts other people's spirits and verbal communication between you and others can lead to your being able to motivate or encourage someone to place one foot in front of the other and get moving during some of the most challenging and difficult times of their life. And no doubt, a smile and encouraging word from someone else to you will have the same positive outcome. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says, A merry heart doeth good, like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bone. What does that mean? 
It means that when you are merry and cheerful, in good spirits, which is the opposite of miserable, sad, and gloomy, it spreads and is contagious. I remember a pastor once told me that my spiral was infectious, meaning transmittable. Well, it was easy for me to smile every time I saw him. And now that he has moved away, it is easy for me to smile every time I think about him because he was always high spirited. You can light up people's world and make them become cheerful and lively and aspire them to a higher calling and better things by your example and by your optimism when you spend time in their company. Those of you who watch this program regularly know that or watch or listen to this program regularly know that I have periodically shared with you some of my favorite scriptures. Today, I want to share with another one with you. It's found in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, which says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. We, we can be used to sharpen, meaning improve and develop one another. We can provoke another to love and to good works by sharpening another person's awareness. By our example, a word here and a question there. We sharpen another's focus such that they begin to think clearer and sharper because one person who is level-headed and thinking straight sharpens the other person into thinking straight like a file sharpens an axe. So let us take up the bond of sisterhood when a sister is walking along. Sharpen her iron with godly communication and walk alongside her in mutual concern for each other's infirmities, trials, and temptations. Ladies, we can have a real impact on one another and influence each other for good by sincerely living the way of true Christianity. If we are genuinely concerned about one another, truly care about each other's welfare and set the right example by being happy, positive and filled with hope, our good nature example will rub off on each other. Further, by being respectful and offering words of encouragement, we encourage one another to be strong as opposed to discouraging, destroying and putting each other down. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, the scripture says, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. The scripture is known as the golden rule, which is the principle of treating others as one would expect to be treated themselves. Sadly, it recently got back to me that someone who professed to be my friend was gossiping about me behind my back, cut me down, and divulged personal information about me that I had confided in her, thus betraying my confidence and my trust. The temptation was for me to treat her in kind. However, instead of giving in to my natural human urge to treat her the way she had treated me, or even uglier, I have reacted calmly and handle the situation with maturity. I have taken the high road in an effort to show her and everyone who was privy to or who witnessed her betrayal of me that there is a better way for us to conduct ourselves. That and that way is to treat others the way we would like 
to be treated, thereby fulfilling the golden rule. By returning good for evil, I hope to inspire this woman who I thought was my friend to do likewise in the future. Instead of promoting disrespect and meanness, which wounds others and destroys relationships, retaliating or launching a counterattack is not the answer to betrayal of trust because it results in tit for tat, provoking others to angrier and uglier behaviors. Our goal should always be to provoke and inspire others to act and react to situations in a mature way and hopefully cultivate peace and harmony. We do this by exhibiting Christ-like attitudes and behaviors and by showing them the right way by example and calm resolve. Provoking others in the right way is a positive thing that incites action and inspires firmness of purpose. It stimulates and stirs up or arouses hope energy and strength so that others can get moving in the right direction to achieve better things. Influencing and encouraging others to reach higher and to go further is one of the most powerful expressions of our love for our neighbor. In Mark chapter 12, verse 31, Jesus commanded us to love thy neighbor as thyself. In this verse, we see that what God really wants from us is love. We can obey God without loving him, but if we do love him, obedience will follow. As believers, we cannot separate our lifestyle from our actions in regard to other people. The traditional position has been to proclaim the gospel, but oftentimes without making sure that our lifestyle backs up what we say and that our action actually shows God's love, which has to be expressed in terms of love for one's neighbor. Loving our neighbor is both a biblical command and part of our Christian duty and our obedience to Jesus Christ. How we love our neighbors, who are the people around us, will affect our relationship with them and our effectiveness in provoking them to love and to good works. Galatians chapter six, verse 10 says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men or women. Part of the fruit of a transformed life is that we love our neighbors as ourselves. The Christian life is meant to be lived in community. This is why we are told in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, to not give up meeting together. Our brothers and sisters in Christ encourage us to run the race of faith with endurance. They help us see things we might otherwise miss in ourselves, which helps us grow spiritually. They encourage us to pursue the things of God that they hold us accountable to live out what we say and believe. Together, believers can be a light in this dark world as we encourage one another to love and to good works. At the heart of exciting others to action or feelings, at the heart of steering people up, of calling people forth, of stimulating or influencing others effectively, 
to love and to good works is example, example, example. That is how to best provoke others. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, you may donate to Broken Vessels hyphen Mended and Whole, or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637 in Los Angeles, California, 90034. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you and all those you hold near and dear. Amen.